Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of the finest priest-led podcast in Payne County. It's Pastors <laughs> of Pain. It's a wait, wait, wait. We name, name are. It, name, let's not. If Father Robert or Father Emmanuel and Cushing or some other priest started a podcast, ours would still be better. Just take that. Take that. Take that. <laughs> you just slammed a Gatorade uh, bottle as, as we, like. <laughs> uh, we are excited that you're with us. Uh, it is August. It is uh, school's getting ready to start. A little nervousness there. Uh, I think especially of our uh, our friends uh, who are trying to have school in person. And yes. um, it's just it's just hard. But I would, I would say is this. I saw this uh, a few weeks ago on Facebook. And that is uh, if you know parents or teachers this is a good time to love the crud out of them really uh it's just it's just hard and, and i think there's so much kind of information there's so much misinformation that people are feeling like no one is happy with the decisions they're having to make okay right so if we're gonna you know we're gonna like try to have a football season but there's gonna be no fans or whatever i don't know what you no know, one's whatever. gonna be having right. right so people are gonna be like why can't we have you know like nothing there's no sort of perfect solution to all of this so i was the, what i saw the other day which i really liked was if you know a parent who is saying i'm going to homeschool my kids you should mm-hmm. tell them that's that sounds like a great decision and i support you <laughs> and if you have a parent who's going to they're going to send their kids to yeah. to school in person okay. you say to them that sounds awesome that sounds like a great decision and i support you or they're choosing the online version or some okay. hybrid that sounds like a great decision. I fully support you. I love you. That's good. It there's just yeah. Ooh, it, there, there's no. He just raised his hand. <laughs> I don't know hilarious. why. I, I was gonna ask him about a T. Like I was. You're gonna in ask, education mode. <laughs> I was gonna ask like, how do you express love and thanksgiving to a teacher who is learning all? And so I raised my. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just it. it As I a former teacher. Well, there, I think there, I always, I was talking to somebody. We have a parishioner who's a school administrator. I was talking to him the other day, and I was always. I mean, I ran a high school for ten years. Like I was always very anxious about the start of the school year. How's it going to go? Is everybody mm-hmm. going to show up? What's enrollment going to be like? You know, we got new teachers. You got all that. So there's already this kind of anxiousness kindled with like excitement. But I think this year there's not excitement. It's just anxious. Oh. And, you know, what's it going to be like and how are people – and, you know, and people are reacting. Most I think most people are reacting like normal human beings. They're being nice about it. They have questions. They have concerns, and they're raising those in, in appropriate ways. And then there's people who are, who are not doing that, who are being uncharitable, um, who think that their way is the only way, um, and, frankly, are being, I think, very prideful. Uh, confessions every Wednesday. Yeah, at St. Francis yeah come Xavier. on. Uh, confessions got, every every uh, evening at St. John Catholic. Yeah, Student I Center. think between the between our two parishes, we have uh, ten ten plus hours of confession every week. But anyway, it's just it's just yeah, it's an anxious it's an anxious time. But I don't want let's not talk let's not talk about that because we can talk about that all day long. Okay, okay. I, this uh, is what he I raised talk. his hand again. Ah, I did it. I want to I want to hear like how. Um, how people have taken to your new statue of Saint Blessed Stanley Ooh. Roth, which which I went Ooh. in there and I wish you had put a sign on there that says not actual size, but you know in in art Stanley Rother five feet tall in art you remember in Saint Peter's Basilica Saint John Baptist de La Salle is above Saint Ignatius of Loyola yeah and he is like 
if I think if if Ignatius of Loyola is seventeen feet. St. John the Baptist de La Salle is like 22 feet yeah. so that you can get like this perspective of yeah, height. Yeah, so in architecture, I mean, very not not very often at all is artwork to scale. <laughs> you know, oh, this crucifix, that's exactly how tall Jesus was. No, no we don't do that. Um, you, you know, you make art, in, in this case of a statue, to fit the, the space. Yes. Um, and so in our case, so, so if, if, you're, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, we... Uh, back on uh, July the 28th is the um, optional memorial of Blessed Stanley Rother. Optional? Oklahoma, Come on. Who's not celebrating Oklahoma that? Oklahoma priest and martyr. And uh, to time with that, we got a new statue of Blessed Stanley Rother. And it's a statue. It's made of wood. And it's beautiful, beautifully carved, beautifully painted. And it came from the same studio, Ferdinand Stuflesser. Uh, out of Italy, where we got all the other wood. Stuflesser from Italy? Ferdinand Stuflesser. It's like, the, I think the Italians and the Germans got got together. Yeah. And and it's awesome. So we did, we, we on his feast day, uh, over that weekend, we uh, had a special prayer and a blessing of the new statue. But the week before, we had it out, like in the narthex, so people could like stand next to it and take selfies with it and, you know. But that's what you were talking about. Like, yeah. you're standing next to it, you know, you're six feet tall, and you're standing next to it, and it's like, well, I'm way taller than him. I don't know how tall. Not actual. I size. don't know how tall Father Stan was in real life. But anyway, th- now the statue is in place, um, and it is in its place where it will right. be for you know for hundreds of years. And what I love about it, so in our church, if you come in the front doors, and you go all the way down towards the altar, and you look to the right to the east, um, those that area is called the transept. So we have two transepts. We have an east transept and a west transept. Okay. Uh, it's like the arms of a cross. So our church okay. is shaped like a cross, cruciform, the arms of the cross. So in the East Transept, since we opened, we've had a statue of St. Francis Xavier, the man. Yep. Uh, who, great missionary, Jesuit, Spanish, missionary he, to India. He's wearing um, his cassock? And he's wearing his cassock, and like uh, like he's uh, like he's like, like a surplus, and then like a, and a purple, purple stole. And a purple stole, right? Okay. God's mercy. So yeah. what, he's... And that's to represent God's mercy. What is Stanley Rother wearing? So then, uh, so what's funny is people have f- people from Oklahoma who are familiar with the story of Stanley Rother look at St. Francis Xavier and they're like, oh my gosh, you have a statue of Stanley looks- Rother? Because <laughs> he he's looks a man, he has a beard, and he's, and he's dressed like a priest. <laughs> so what I'm very excited about now is that we have Rother next to Xavier. So now people will de- be able to distinguish between the two. Okay, but what, what's the stole he's wearing? So uh, Stanley Rother's statue is him in priestly garb. So he has his uh, cassock okay. and surplus and the stole over. Now, um, Francis Xavier's stole is kind of uh, fancy European. Purple. Uh, purple, but it's, you know, with designs on it. The... the, the uh, Stole that Rother has on is very um, incarnational. It's very, um, yes. it's kind of present to where he was, which was a he was a priest in Guatemala. It's made out of like, a, it's it's not it's like wool. Yes, but it's like hardy wool. Yeah, and it has these. It's thick. Like like the the colors on it, they're red because he's a martyr. Uh, it's orange actually. It's orange. Yeah. Oh. I didn't go know pokes. That. No. Uh, <laughs> so we we took the image, the image, so that Ferdinand Stuflesser had never made a statue of Stanley Rother before. Okay. 
So they were like, who is he? What the heck? You know, what does it look uh, like? And so we sent them, the image we sent was the image that was used by the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City at his beatification. Okay. So it's him. He's standing there. He has in his hand uh, the, the New Testament translated into Zutahil, uh, the language of the people in, in, uh, in Santiago Atitlan. And then uh, he has his other hands kind of open to sort of say, come to me, all you who labor, labor in our burden, and I will give you rest. Uh, and then the stole is, is, is actually, it's orange. Because of the color of, we haven't figured that one out yet. Yeah, no. So I don't know what the I don't know what the occasion would have been to for him to be wearing that stole. Okay, but it's kind of a famous picture. Right on. Yeah, it's on the on the cards. It's yeah. You know, it's that. Yeah. Is that that's that famous the, that's picture? That's the image that we wanted. We didn't want to like. I mean, there's multiple images like pictures of him with people, and we just wanted that's the official image, and so that's what we did with the statue. And he, what, you said he's got the the New Testament or the entire Bible. The New Testament. So one of the things he did, Father Stan did when he got down there, uh, despite struggling with languages all through seminary. Uh, one of the projects that he undertook in his 13 years there was to translate the New Testament into the native language. Was it a written language at the time? Uh, I don't know. Oh, wow. But, I mean, talk about preaching the gospel, right? I mean, is the, are the scriptures important? Is the, you know, is pe- yeah, people yeah. need to be able to—it's the reason why the Mass is so scriptural. It's the reason why you're doing, you know, h- hundreds of students in Bible studies. Because we need to be, as, as Catholics— immersed in the word and so if if the gospel is going to take in this in this town in, in guatemala uh, i mean the, the faith had been there since the 1500s but they had never really had access to the scriptures yeah until he got wow there. and that's nothing new in catholic in the catholic church oh yeah yeah, yeah. francis xavier did the same thing francis xavier did the same thing yep. uh they well it, okay let, let me let's say uh jean de brebeuf I think he translated it into Huron. Yeah, great and then, missionary and the, to the Native right. Americans. Yeah, and then when you look at Vietnamese, when you look at the Vietnamese language, it looks like Latin, but there's all these tones, these little lines mm-hmm. on it that you can say something like you can say the word "pho" apparently five different ways based on the tone. Now I'm hungry. Sure. <laughs> the and so the the scriptures, the Jesuits, when they were translating the scriptures, they actually had to make a written language for the Vietnamese people. Yeah. And so one of the I think one of the most beautiful things about about the church being, you know, Catholic being universal, universal is that we take all this stuff and we apply it to the local culture so that the local culture is not like, oh, this is just something foreign imposed in on us. But this is actually part of who we are. Yeah. And th- like I love that about the Stanley Rother statue is that he's wearing the stole of the local culture. Yeah, this of is the this is a Stanley Rother, you know, American priest. He's a th- he's a farmer from Oklahoma. Or Co- but where was yeah. he serving? In Guatemala. And so how, he looks like he's serving in Guatemala because he did. Yeah. And so the, in, the, the it's it's part of you know we say the incarnation, the in, the enfleshment of God, right? That God became man. God became one of us. And so the church kind of takes that tone as you know as we as we go to different places uh and i mean it happens right here right we're, we're here in stillwater um the, when we preach the gospel we preach it in english and spanish uh-huh. because that's the language of the people here yes um i don't come rolling in here speaking in latin or italian or or portuguese or portuguese <laughs> because the people here don't speak they speak english and spanish um right. when you're preaching 
you know, you're talking to a college crowd. You have the ability to to not to speak like a college student, but to to talk like you're talking to college students, right? Which is different than talking to first graders, right? I have a wedding know? of a uh, goat farming family <gasps> and a cotton farming family. I love goat farmers. And I, I, those those things, I would never I would never know how to talk to people about. Being yeah. cotton farmers when or When two goat- accountants get married, you don't talk about goats. <laughs> and when goat farmers get married, you don't talk about boring numbers and taxes. Yeah. Know? So one, one of the cool things, we're, uh, we're going to the uh, church kind of just cleaning it up and getting things reorganized and stuff moved around right now. Uh, and I found this really cool statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary of Vietnam. So she- you're saying Mary... Yeah, it's like, like Mary, but she looks Vietnamese. She's Mary, and she's holding That's the awesome. child Jesus, and she's presenting the child Jesus. Uh, but she's wearing the like. I've, I did a Vietnamese wedding a couple of years ago, and they did, there's the clothing style is entirely different. There's like gorgeous, this, yeah. There's like yeah, there's very vibrant colors, correct. Yeah, and so she's wearing the blue and white that the Blessed Virgin Mary typically wears when they present an image of her. But she has these Vietnamese woman features, and so does the child Jesus. So, okay, so what's up with that? So, I, I mean, I think somebody, maybe not Catholic, maybe even Catholics who just have never, maybe haven't traveled a lot or haven't had that experience, yeah. they would walk in and they would say, this is dumb. Mary was Middle Eastern. Mary was from Israel. She's not Vietnamese. What the heck? That's obviously not Mary. <laughs> because she looks Vietnamese, but the, but it is. So what's well, but why? Let's flesh. Let's I maybe flesh that out for people because there's others. I mean, Our Lady of Guadalupe. It, Our Lady yeah. of Guadalupe is 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 Mary, yeah, exactly. the Mother of God, right? And she looks like a native Indian, correct, from the 16th century in Mexico. And she's wearing the clothing. And she's dressed. She's dressed like that. So you would say, what the heck? Mary's never been to Mexico. Yeah. Mary lived her life in Nazareth and Bethlehem with a side trip to Egypt right? and back again. <laughs> She's never been to Mexico. Why does she look like that? So I, so I found, you know what I found? I found Ugandan carvings of Mary yes. and the crucifixion. Yep. And yep. They, they looked like people from Uganda. Yep. I was, it was just beautiful. They were this like dark, hard wood, and these, these figures were carved into it of Mary... Uh, with the Christ child, I was like, this is really beautiful that someone someone uh, like can teach out of this. They can talk to you about uh, the incarnate son of the father, Jesus Christ, in their culture, in their language, uh, wearing their clothing. Like he, it, it, it's it, to say, oh, Jesus died on the cross over there. He was born in a cave in Bethlehem. Pointing across like another continent. Yep. That's hard to do. When you tell people like, no, he, not only did he, did he, did God become flesh um, and entered humanity, but he's entered all of humanity. He's entered every man and woman. Yeah, so when we say we say in the creed, you know, I believe in one holy catholic and apostolic church. What do, what do we mean by catholic? Catholic small c means universal. And so one, the gospel is for everyone. It's for everyone in every time in every place. Ooh, yes. Um it's not it's not an american thing. You know, I uh-huh. think I've mentioned this before this there was back in the back in the 50s they were in the state of Georgia they were debating 
uh, a law that would make English the official language. And one of the guys, kind of a state representative, he got up, and his this was his argument. Uh, if English was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. <laughs> no, he didn't. And sat down, right? That's so dumb. Like, dude, you are dumb. <laughs> I love you, and you are a beloved son of the Father, but that's so <laughs> dumb, you know? And so that's where we get into it. I mean, and lately... Um, with a lot of the with a lot of the racial tension that we've been having all summer long, and Black right. Lives Matter, and you know, a, a lot of, of people have kind of, I don't know if it's criticized or, but I think the Catholic Church, I think we are, I think we're in a very good place, where people say, you know, why do you have you have Jesus? Jesus looks like he's white, or Mary looks like she's white, uh, but they weren't white. They were from the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, should you know should should look like it when you make Mary blonde hair and blue eyes, right? Um, right. It's it's doing it's. It, I mean, the argument is you're doing sort of a, this disservice. But in the Catholic Church, we have Mary all shade, <laughs> all shades. I ha- I have yeah. I, I mean, have the Vietnamese. You have you know Vietnamese. we have Our Lady of Guadalupe. Mary as like a Mexican. I have a Honduran Blessed Virgin yeah. Mary. And there's beautiful images. I mean, you mentioned the Uganda, but there's these beautiful images. I just saw one the other day of like the African Madonna. Uh-huh. And it's Mary, I mean, as a as a black woman. Oh, well. And Jesus, as, you know, I mean, as black. Right. And so I think the Catholic Church actually has a good record, if you will, yeah. on this. And that is wherever you are... Um. Jesus and Mary become kind of who you are in your culture. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't don't like get that whole What one of the coolest things when I was on my immersion thing. living I was living in a homeless shelter in uh, Phoenix with the Missionary Sisters of Charity. And one of the uh, one of the people that helped out and volunteered and worked there was a young woman from one of the native tribes uh Pima Yavapai or something like that oh. in northern Arizona, and she took us up to where their like their land is, their where they have their ceremonies, and they she took us to the Catholic Church there, and she's like, "This is what they have built." So there was this Last Supper, and it was the Sun Dancer as Jesus in the last supper, because apparently in their tribe, they have the sun dancer, the S U N dancer. Then they have these 12 men that stay with him and that are like his friends, his sidekicks, his, his homies, those people that support the sun dancer. And so it was really cool to see this beautiful piece of art that this, uh, this native yeah. Native American yeah, yeah. artist had said, That's cool. this is how I want to evangelize my tribe and my nation. I want to evangelize them through something that we already have, which is the sun dancer. And I'm going to introduce them to the son of the father, not just the son that the sun dancer in our tribe would dance to, but the son who is, who in a way, in a way you could say, whose, whose mission is to delight the father. And I was like, that yeah. is awesome. Yeah. And so they were painted. They weren't like sitting around. They were sitting around sort of like the 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 Last Supper table, but they were dressed and painted 
as uh, men of that tribe. So why not? I mean, so some people would say, like, look, just just stop with all that. Like, just portray Jesus and Mary like they looked. Like, why, why mess with Vietnamese Mary and indigenous Mexican Mary and... Or Native American Jesus. Or, you know, African kind of black Jesus. Like, why... Why mess with all that? Don't don't do that. Right. <coughs> and we would say, well, because God became one of us so that we might become like him. Mm-hmm. And so to see Jesus, to see the Blessed Virgin Mary portrayed looking like you, uh, I think is powerful. I think is is a, is is a powerful statement of the church that you are a beloved. Um, we don't just portray Jesus, you know, exactly as he historically looked, but that God became incarnate. God God took on flesh, and now takes on in these in these in this art, takes on your flesh. Right. It it's a just just two things like one we we talked about this a uh, uh, sort of a uh, little bit in the uh, episode on iconoclasm the Ooh. smashing of images so last sept- I actually just sent that out to my parish because when we got the new statue uh you know some people ask like I have like I have you know that my friend who's kind of anti-catholic who just thinks statues are you know are like that we're worship like that we worship statues anyway mm-hmm. so you can go back to that was September 2019 we did a whole episode yeah. on that. Oh, we talked about Sorry. like the Ark of the Covenant and the angels on the Ark, yeah. even though God said don't. We don't worship stand. The statue points us to something right, deeper. Right, right, right. So w- with this, I, I, I'm going to go on that trail of the, just the in, incarnation the, of why, why we can have these images because God has taken on flesh. Like w- yep. if, if God, if the second person of the Holy Trinity, if the Trinity doesn't exist, then we can't create images of God. Because the second person of the Holy Trinity did not become flesh, so we can't create images. So if there's no, if Jesus has not come into the world, the second person of the most Holy Trinity has not come into the world, then you can't make images of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit because they're pure spirit. We have the image of the Holy Spirit as a dove because that's what the Gospels tell us at the beginning of them, that the Spirit descended like a dove upon uh, upon Jesus. With the with the making of these statues or religious images or even paintings, you know, we have old, old paintings of, of these as well. What two things it does. One, it allows us to understand that God had, I I think God has come to save me that he's not like on some dark side of the moon. He's not on another part of another continent. He's not far, far, far away but God has come to save me. Yes. And as you said just a minute ago, and he looks like me. He doesn't look like these people over there. He looks like me. And so if I'm in a you know, a small village someplace in Honduras where I lived, the Madonna was a local Honduran woman. Mm. And so those women could see Mary as... They see themselves in Mary. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And the same way in this little village, the crucifix... I mean, Jesus had brown skin, like he does in the Middle East, uh, like he does in in, um, in Nazareth, where he was raised. But he also has these features 
of a local Honduran man. Yeah. So to do two, two things. One, to lift us to think higher. Yep. To lift us to think about, about heaven and God. That, you know, God is one of us, but he's also different than us. So the the yeah know, he's eternal I'm not yeah when you're when you're five when every guy is like five foot two to five foot five and you have this image that is six feet tall you're like okay God is God is taller than me so it's trying to teach you something catechetically yes. God is bigger than me. but he also looks like me because he became incarnate the second thing is is that I love the idea that we can pray in our own language you know we don't have we don't have this like. Um, like we've translated the Bible into every, almost every known modern language and every, as we, it's actually very cool in Washington DC is that there's a, the museum of the Bible. Um, and in, in there, I mean, it is crazy cool of like just how many languages the Bible has been translated into. Thanks be to God. You were saying, Oh, hold on a second. (laughs) Hold on a second. I lost my train of thought. You're just of how we can, we get to speak. We can pray in our own language. Yeah. Yeah. We, we pray in our own language. So not only do I see these, these images that God has become flesh in front of me, because remember, that's how we learn stuff. You know, kids going back to school, if they don't see things, they're not going to learn them. Uh, We learn by seeing. And that's why we've, as Catholics, we've done this in those areas. And it's not just the people have done it, the priests have done it, and the bishops have encouraged them to make these so that we can pray in our own language and look upon God yep. who has, who is not just in some other continent, but has also arrived in our, not only in our villages, our homes. Yep. And is here before us. Yep. Woo. Yeah. So God didn't come, yeah, Jesus didn't come just to save people from who are from the Middle East. Mm-hmm. He did, but for all of us, for all of us. And so I think I would encourage you to go and like look up, you can, you can kind of Google, uh, you know, images of Jesus and Mary for like from other countries. Uh-huh. And no matter where you go in the world, I mean, if you're, if you're going to visit Catholic churches around the world, you're going to go and you're going to see, you're going to see Jesus and Mary depicted as, as they probably looked you know, of Middle Eastern. But you're also going to see, just get ready, because you're, you're going right. to see Jesus and Mary depicted as the 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 place wherever it is that you're visiting. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're visiting, um, yeah, countries in Africa. I like your little Irish Jesus, baby Jesus, your little Irish little kid Jesus. Yeah, with the, like, the so ringlets. I went, yeah, it was hanging, hanging in our home. I mean, I remember it's like Jesus, and he is the like... Ringlets. Yeah, he has like curly hair. It looks like a little Eng- Irish boy. And I remember, yeah, the late, the we had a, somebody come to our house and like they thought it was like some like a deceased relative. Or something. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's like, no, nah, it's Jesus. But it's Jesus kind of. I mean, in my you know my Irish Catholic upbringing, that helped me to relate. Yeah, Jesus like is like me because you had little curly hair when you were a little. Yeah, boy. I did. And that bow tie, that giant blue bow tie. I did. But then in this, in that image, you know, Jesus has a hair. I have it in my. It's hanging in my room. At the I know. I, I see it. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing in my room? I, I, well, booby trapping everything. <laughs> I just I I go in there once a week and just move things around. All right. In our last uh, here uh, little ninety seconds, uh, tell us about what's coming up at at uh, St. John's. Uh, you've got. School, school is starting. about to start. Uh, give us your give us your mass times. Our mass times are, you ready? Ready. It's really easy to remember. Weekday, Monday through Thursday, nine oh nine p.m. That's twenty one oh nine nine oh nine p.m. And then seven thirty a.m. on Fridays. Okay, weekends, 
10, noon, 5, and 9.09 p.m. All right. 10, noon, You better get 5. a nap in. You getting a nap in? It, well, that's why they're gapped so so far apart. So, so, so that I, So I can take a little siesta. It, it's... I mean, we just have to do this because we, yeah. we have 700 students. 700. I'm not going to see you on Sundays. I know, I know. And we just have, we're just trying to, trying to get them all the masks. The, the 909 is going to be outdoors in the parking lot. Oh. Yep. Just like we talked. Didn't we talk about that last we week? We did. We did. Oh, okay. We did. Just making sure it's still. Things change, you know, from week to week. Right. Um, and I, then at the parish, yep. uh, we will have a, we got some stuff coming out, uh, especially about our children's ministry. We're going to yeah. do, we're doing all of our children's ministry online uh, through, at least through Christmas. Okay. So we're working on that. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah. And then we're just, we're rocking along. We got uh, mass and confessions and you can go to our website, sfxstillwater.org. What's your website? Catholicpokes.com. Ah, I see. And you I can see. listen to all of these. You people out there, even on other planets, can listen to this on pastorsofpain.com, the website. It's got all the... Yep, all, all the you, episodes, 110 or something. So many. Something like that. So many. I can't believe we've been doing this this long. And we're just going to keep on doing it. But if you got a topic that you'd like, some people have suggested various topics, uh, and, and we usually, unless they're dumb, then we uh, we we do we do it. Um, so if you got something, send it our way. Uh, if you see us in person. But anyway, we hope you have a great week. Uh, we're looking forward to school getting going. Pray for us. We're praying for all you teachers and students out there, and um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a year. It's gonna be fantastic. God is we with love. us, though. God uh-huh. is with us. We'll see you. Peace.